a Radio 191 FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the octagon to the beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Good morning, John. Kiara Koto, and on today's political roundup, Shane Jones in trouble, Chinese expert versus Labour MPs, and Michael Jackson ban. Now, Government Minister Shane Jones has got himself into a bit of shit. The New Zealand First MP has been accused of dodgy behaviour and of lying about it. Jones has been found out to have backed a project that he had a personal interest in. Shane Jones's role in funding a Northland Cultural Centre has been questioned. The facility in Opononi was given $4.6 million. Jones's support of the centre seems to have been the big reason why the cultural centre received millions from the government. Shane Jones had declared a conflict of interest with the Northland Cultural Centre and its Mania Footprints of Coupe tourism proposal. Jones was to be chairman of Mania Coupe Limited. However, the Minister for Regional Economic Development then declared a conflict of interest. The New Zealand First Minister has denied that he has any involvement in the funding for the Cultural Centre since he declared this conflict of interest. But Jones seems to be telling fibs. Documents from the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment show that the Minister did continue to advocate for the project after declaring a conflict of interest. Shane Jones went to the single ministerial meeting which determined the application and the funding, and his advocacy for the Northland Centre seems to have swung the government's final support for the cultural centre. Now, Shane Jones's dodgy dealings has become a major news story here in New Zealand. There will now be pressure on Jacinda Ardern to sack her regional economic development minister. Jones has certainly been found to have been loose with the truth. And certainly politicians lie all the time, so many people might ask what's the big deal. But in this case, a minister's fibbing is linked with the application and delivery of millions of dollars. Shane Jones has control over a $3 million fund, sorry, $3 billion fund, a huge amount of money. Yet it seems there's little scrutiny of, over how this money has been managed up to no, now. So has the stink of corruption begun to taint this provincial fund? Jacinda and her Labour colleagues will be highly concerned about any accusations of government money being misspent, and of corruption of course. But what can they do? Shane Jones is a leading member of the New Zealand First Caucus, and without this party's support, Labour can no longer govern. So as long as Winston Peters backs Shane Jones, it's very unlikely any action will be taken against the Minister. So, will expediency trump clean politics in this case? And will Jacinda stick her head in the sand and let James, Shane Jones off the hook? Time will tell. Now, a China expert has been treated as a pariah by the Labour Party. University of Canterbury academic Anne-Marie Brady was blocked by Labour MPs from making a submission on foreign interference. Professor Buck Brady asked to make a submission to the Justice Select Committee regarding its inquiry into foreign interfe interference in 
the 2017 general election and the 2016 local election. And in what seems like a shocking move, the Labour MPs on the committee voted against Brady giving a submission. The Labour MPs voted against Brady ostensibly on the grounds that her request was late. However, the national MPs on the committee supported Brady's request. The committee chair is Labour MP Raymond Ho. Raymond Ho has been singled out by the by Professor Brady in the past for his close relations with the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party. Brady had had previously written that Ho works very publicly with the Chinese government's United Front organisations in New Zealand and that he promotes their policies. Now, after media scrutiny on the ban or block on Brady, the committee has now decided to accept Professor Brady's submission. The action of Labour MPs against Professor Anne Brady and Marie Brady were quite extraordinary. Brady is New Zealand's leading academic researcher on the Chinese state's involvement in New Zealand affairs. Any inquiry into foreign affairs should by necessity involve Professor Brady. Yet Labour Party politicians have actively attempted to silence her. Of course, having Brady speak to the committee would be highly embarrassing for the committee chair, Labour MP Raymond Ho. But that's tough bickies. If Ho had nothing to hide, then he should be fine with Brady speaking to the committee. But Labour's attempts to block Brady just don't look good for the committee chair, Raymond Ho. And finally, Michael Jackson and the spectre of censorship. The tainted legacy of Michael Jackson has become world news with the release of a documentary on the deceased artist. The documentary Leaving Neverland puts forward the case that Jackson was a sexual abuser of children. Leaving Neverland has most probably destroyed Michael Jackson's legacy. But one political question that has come from this documentary's release is over the censorship of Jackson's songs. Here in New Zealand, New Zealand Me, which owns ZM, The Hits, Flavour and News Talk ZB, will no longer play Jackson's songs on air, and similar moves are being taken by radio stations internationally. The big question is, can we differentiate an art product from its creator? And in this case, can we differentiate the musical legacy of Jackson from Jackson the person and the accusations against him? A problematic question, but nonetheless people generally can differentiate an art product from its maker, say with Shakespeare and accusations of his sexism, racism and anti-Semitism, but he's still taught in schools throughout the country and throughout the world, and a whole host of other artists who have been involved in dodgy pursuits or have had reactionary views, yet we can still uh, appreciate their artistic value. Should this be the case with Michael Jackson? And that's your roundup for today. Thank you very much for that, John. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.